Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Mazel tov, everyone. Today's Siyum, as we conclude the third book of the Rambam, Sefer Zmanim, the book that includes Shabbos and all the Yom Tovim. It's interesting to note that when they uh, published the uh, Rebbe's uh, biography at the very beginning of the Hayom Yom, as we know, uh, it goes through the various accomplishments and the milestones and highlights of the Rabbeim. And as they were writing it up, they wrote uh, that at a certain point, the Rebbe um, started, the Rebbe instituted that one should try to learn every day three chapters of Rambam. And when the Rebbe saw that, he just made a line through one word, don't try, do it. So mazel tov to all who actually did it, who made it through the Book of Zmanim, and we held these siyumim to be invigorate us, to get us revved up for this next book, for the Book of Nashim, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. And two, we are honored to have the siyum, the one who's going to conclude the entire book of Zmanim for us. We are very, very honored today to have with us Rabbi Yossi Paltiel, a well-known orator, speaker, teacher, and mashpia for decades and decades with Talmidim and Talmidais all around the world. Uh, Rabbi Paltiel, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay. Uh, if the moderator can spotlight both of us, it always works better that way. Thank you. So, Rabbi Paltiel, your expertise and what you are known for uh, is the world of Chassidus. Uh, we just finished the book of Zmanim in the Rambam, the book of Nigla. But as we know, one of the hallmarks of the Rebbe was to show that there's really one Torah, that they're not distinct entities. So, if you will, please, using please, Rabbi Paltiel, give us... Zmanim and Nigla, we learned. Zmanim and Halacha, we learned. But now, let's see if we can show that not just what Chassidus says about it, but we can show that this is indeed one Torah and to lift us up as we're about to say goodbye to this book of Zmanim. So we're about to head into Tishrei. It's Rosh Hashanah, it's Tishrei. It's the time when all the Yom Tevim are happening. We just learned about them. The floor is yours, Rabbi Paltiel. Can you please give us, show us how one Torah in the Rambam, Nigla and Chassidus, the hidden and the revealed dimension. Okay, um, so we'll start. So, Shalom Aleichem to everybody, hello, and Mazel Tov, in Fashtain, in learning and understanding and in retaining and growing in Mitzvah Hashem and learning Torah. Uh, so, let's start with Rosh Hashanah. Let's start with Rosh Hashanah. Um, the Mitzvah Rosh Hashanah is Tkiyat Shefer. And the Rambam brings the laws of Tkiyat Shefer twice. He brings them and say this manim, where you would expect it to be found in Nukas Shafer, Sukkah Lod, Lod of Shafer and Sukkis and Lulav. But the Ramam also discussed Shafer in Hilchas Shuva, which is in the first book of Ramam that we learned a while back. And uh, the question is, why would the Ramam bring the same halacha twice if the laws of Shafer belong in, in the manim? Why are they also in. It's too, it's too loud? Okay, I made it lower. Well, one second here. I'm going to ask the moderator, please mute everyone. Please mute everyone. Moderator, please. Can you please mute everyone? Thank you. Okay, you got it. Sorry, Rabbi Paltiel. Shafer. If the laws of Shafer belong in Shafer's manim, why are they also in Sefer Madden, in the laws of Chuva? And if they belong in the laws of Chuva, what are they doing in Sefer's manim? So, of course, the Rebbe explains that when a person is blowing Shafer, they're doing at least two separate things. Shafer is one of the 613 mitzvahs. And as such, to use classic language, it's a limb. It's a part of the whole of Torah and Mitzvahs. But in addition, Shafir is an idea of Tshuva. 
And the concept of tshuva, which is tricky, is not a particular mitzvah, but it's something that embraces all of Yiddishkeit, because for any mitzvah that a person does or doesn't do, there is the prospect, there is oftentimes the need for tshuva. So the Rambam brings tshuva twice because there are two ideas of tshuva. There's the idea of tshuva, which is the mitzvah of tshuva that belongs here. And there's the idea, I'm sorry, the idea of shoifer, which is the mitzvah of shoifer that belongs here. And there's the idea of tshuva of shoifer, which belongs in Sefer Hamada, where he discusses shoifer. And there's a wonderful story that I want to share. I think it's an incredible story. I didn't see it in the original, but I heard it from someone who did. But the great sage, Rabbi Yosef Dev Halev, Rabbi Yashavar Salavechik, the Rav, who was, uh, in his own words, from the most misnagdic family, but he had an incredibly deep feeling for Hasidus. So he wrote a book about his father called Isha Halacha, the man of Halacha. In the book, he tells a story. One of the most important, important personalities in his life was his Malamid, was his school teacher, who was a Labavacha Hasid, who taught him Hasidus and left a an, indel an indelible mark on this great sage that affected not only his whole life, but how he would teach his students. So his father was the Rav, and the Malamed was the Baltakir, the Malamed blew Shoifer. So when the Malamed picked up the Shoifer to blow, as can be expected from a great chassid, he started crying. So Rabbi Salavechik, the Rav, the, the timeless Litvak, turns around and he shouts at the Malamed, why are you crying? It doesn't say in the Pasuk you should cry. It says in the Pasuk you should blow. When you <laughs> shake a lulav, you also cry. This was the story. So Rabbi Yashaber, Rabbi Salavechik, the son says, but my Malamed was right. Because in Rambam, you have Shaifa twice. You don't have lulav twice, you have Shaifa twice. There's Shaifa as a mitzvah, which belongs in Shaifa's manim. And there's a Shaifa as something which is in one aspect, encompassing of all of the mitzvahs. This is the concept of Chuva, which is in Shaifa's Amada. So when you shake a lul, you don't cry. When you blow a shayfa, you do cry. But there's one more thing. And that is it is a third dimension. And this third dimension, you don't have in Ambam at all. This you have only in Hasidus. And the third dimension is what's even higher than Shuva. In Hilchas Sukkah, in Hilchas Shayfa, you have the mitzvah of Shayfa. In Hilchas Chuva, you have the Chuva of Shayfa. The third idea of Shayfa is that the ability for a Jew to blow the Shayfa and Krana Kaddish Baruch as the king is because the Jew and God are one. We don't have a relationship that's reasonable or super reasonable, we're one. This third idea is what Hasidus would add to Shaifa that you don't have in either place in the Rambam. Rabbi Patia, I want to interrupt you for a second. You, uh, when the Rambam wrote Shaifa in both places, did the Rambam know this? I, I, giving... I, don't think, I don't think there's even a question. I don't think there's even a question. If you want me to delve into this, I will be. No, no, I know this is happy. not on topic, but I really am asking you. You're giving us, a, a, you're giving, you're showing us. Hey, the Yashiver said that Rambam said it in two places. Chassidus has two places. There's two dimensions. Is that really what the Rambam was was going on, or that was the Baruch Hakedish? The Rambam was really doing this, sort of on multi levels. Yes, and forgive me, but I want to indulge you. Okay, this is something. <laughs> this is something that the Rebbe talks about so much in his talks, and it's rather scholarly. But it's, it's poignant. It's incredibly deep. And that is that the Rambam has a rule that you only count a mitzvah if it's specific. In the language of the Lakutatayra, if it's a limb. You don't count a mitzvah if it encompasses all of Judaism. 
the best example for something which is not a mitzvah because it encompasses the law of Judaism is faith. The Ramam does not consider faith the first mitzvah. He considers knowledge the first mitzvah because faith is above mitzvahs. There are some mitzvahs that are both specific and general. The two examples that the Rebbe discusses are tefillah, prayer, and tshuva. So in the Rambam's mind, the Rambam had a clear understanding that there is a, there is a cosmic aspect to tshuva and there is a speci specific aspect to tshuva. And if you study the Rambam's laws of tshuva, you see him presenting those two ideas separately. So now when you link Shoifer here and Shoifer there, there's no question that Amman, when he wrote the laws of Shoifer and the laws of Shoifer, he was talking about the aspect. It's one piece of the, of the puzzle of Judaism. When he spoke about Shoifer and Tshuva, he was talking about something that in his own mind encompasses all of Judaism. Ah, okay. Yes, okay. Can you give us, before we're going to conclude this book, can you give us one other spice, tidbit, uh, some other level here where we can see we just finished learning Zamanim, we just finished with Hanukkah and Purim, but maybe some, maybe the next holidays in Tishrei that we're going to experience something where you see the, the, the combined weaving together of Nigla and Chassidus of the revealed and the hidden. Okay, I'll be happy to do it. I'm just letting you know that I'm going to be outside 15 minutes. That's on you. Uh, no, 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 we're going, to, we're, we're going to cut you off in three and a half minutes, no matter what you do. Okay, well, that'll be, I don't know who's lost. But another great example, again, from what the Rebbe explores in the Sikhs, is Simchas Beis HaShayeva, right? Simchas Beis HaShayeva, which is a celebration which was done in the Beis HaMikdash. The Rambam does not bring it in the laws of the Beis HaMikdash. He doesn't bring it in the laws of the Karbanis, where you would think it would belong, because in the laws of the Karbanis, he has the laws about how the water was drawn and how it was carried into the Azorah and how it was poured and so forth. The laws of Simchas Beis HaShe'eva the Rambam brings in in the book of Zmanim. And the reason is because there are two opinions for why we do Simchas Beis HaShe'eva. What was the joy? And I think the difference would be whether it was done in the time of the first Beis HaMikdash or not. Was it done because they drew the water? In which case it would start as a reaction to the Tztukim. I don't have time to explain. Or was it, as the Chazal say, that Simchas Beis HaShe'eva was a source from which people drew divine inspiration. Like the Gemara says, Yoyna ben Amitai, the great prophet Yoyna, who's famous, achieved prophecy during Simchas Beis HaShe'eva. The Ramah Paskin, the Simchas Beis HaShe'eva is not connected to water. It's connected to prophecy, to Nevoah. Now the Rebbe has a comment on this as well. Because when the Ramah talks about joy, the optimum joy, the highest joy about which the Rambam speaks is called Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the joy of mitzvah. The Rebbe absorbs that the Ramah, who wrote a later book of Halacha, puts the idea of joy in the end of Purim Katan, and he brings the Pasuk, which all Chabadnikists know, it's good to be happy all the time. And the Rebbe observes that there was a parameter to the Rambam's halachic notion of joy which is exceeded, not by Hasidus, but by a later book of law in the Ramah. And the reason is because in an earlier time, the world was in a better space. So people lived their lives in a more healthy way, but in a more contained way. As the goal gets deeper and darker, so our lives are not as healthy and as orderly, but we're expressing things which are outside parameters. And the Rebbe teaches us that traditionally, Jewish joy was associated with religion, with mitzvahs. 
as the Golos gets darker, a new idea is introduced, and the source of it is this Ramah, or what's called Simcha Batarasa. You don't need a reason to be joyous. The reason to be joyous is because you're alive and because you're a Jew. And again, to give an anecdote that the, by dollars, by dollars, a Yid came to the Rebbe, who we would call a Chosid. When I say a Chosid, I mean that he was dressed with long side locks and a beaver hat and a long coat. And um, I don't know this man, but I, I'm assuming that he was going through some kind of inner trauma. So we asked the Rebbe, he heard that the Labavitch Rebbe is very into people being happy. And he must have said it with a little bit of pain. And the Rebbe's reaction was very passionately, yeah, absolutely, I'm into joy. So he said to the Rebbe, Finrus, what's there to be happy about? And the Rebbe retorted, was haste? What do you mean? You're a Jew. He didn't say you have mitzvahs, didn't say you have Torah. You're a Jew. And this is another idea where you see Hasidus adding something that you don't have in Rambam that comes up later. Uh-huh. So we just finished a little bit about Tisha B'Av. The Rambam says not to be joyous nowadays. So we have the Rambam later on who tells us to be joyous nowadays. <laughs> well, the famous Loshan is Mishanich Nasav, the Rebbe Sikha, Mishanich Nasav Mamat and it doesn't say It doesn't say when other comes you add in joy. It says when of come you diminish in joy. Why? Because the baseline condition of a Jew is always joyous. That's why the thing that you have to adapt is that it's time to be a little less happy, but all the time a Jew is supposed to be besimch. So let's let let's let's rejoice together on the Simcha Shal Mitzvah of a Siyum of a Sefer of Halacha. And we'd like to now ask and honor Rabbi Paltiel to please conclude for us the entire book of Zman. Rabbi Paltiel. Okay, I'm reading it inside. If a person doesn't have enough money and he needs to buy candles, and he either has enough money to buy Shabbos candles or he has enough money to buy Hanukkah candles that are both rabbinic mitzvahs. Shabbos candles are rabbinic mitzvah and Hanukkah candles are rabbinic mitzvah, but the Shabbos candles are a much older mitzvah. It goes back to the time of the first place I make Oi, or if a person has money to buy either Nerbeise, Shabbos candles, the Kiddush Hayoim, or the Kiddush of Shabbos. Now here, we're talking about a Derabon and a Deiraisa. Shabbos candles is, bibl- is rabbinic, and Kiddush on wine is biblical. Nevertheless, the Rambam Paskins, Ner that the candle for Shabbos precedes the candle for Hanukkah, and even Kiddush on wine, Mishum Shloim Bayes, because the candles of Friday night are there to enforce, to create a circumstance where there should be peace in a home. And the Rambam brings the proof, which we have from Saita, that even Hashem's own name is erased, to create peace between a man and his wife. So Shalom Bayis is so important that in a home there should be peace and there should be harmony. It's so important that it comes before a mitzvah. And the Rambam concludes, God, Shalom, peace is the greatest thing of all. The only reason for the Tera, Nitna, was given to bring peace into the world. Shanem, as the Pasuk says, all the ways of Tera are pleasant. Shalom and all of its pathways are peaceful. And then the Rebbe read these words, Nigma Shlishi Yashakir, thank you, thank you, Rabbi Peltiel. God should bless you and all your incredible work. And if, if I may, 
to make a little bit of a plug. Rabbi Paltiel is a teacher of chassidus to tens of thousands around the world. And uh, his organization, InsideChassidus.org, is uh, holding a, an upcoming fundraiser. Uh, those who can, please. Uh, we all encourage everybody who's listening and who's going to listen to please uh, allow Chassidus to continue to be spread around the world and support these incredible efforts. Yashakech, God should bless you with many, many years of teaching Chassidus and inspiring all of us. Thank you, Rabbi Paltiel. Amen. to everybody, and Mashiach should come. Amen. Amen. And without skipping a beat, we move from the conclusion of Sefer Zmanim to the beginning of Sefer Nashim. Uh, we ended with Shalom. We're going to begin the uh, laws of marriage, laws of Shalom. And uh, before we do the formal introduction and talk, we'd like to now ask just Rabbi, um, to start, please, right away, Rabbi Plotkin, the director of Chabad at Mark, in Markham, uh, Toronto, greater area, please to read for us the very, very first halacha in Sefer Nashim. Rabbi, Rabbi Plotkin. Thank you very much for the honor and privilege. So we'll read, <coughs> it says, uh, If they are agreeable, to get married, he brings her into his home. That's all you needed to uh, be married. There was no formal... Kinyan, there was no formal marriage. Kivin Shanitna Taira, Nitzav Yisrael, he was commanded, Shem Yirzta Ish Lisa Isha, Yikna Isai, that you have to go through the formalities of Kinyan, Tchila, Bethnei Edim in front of Edim. The Achakach, Tila Lisha, and then she becomes his wife, Shanem, as it says, Ki Yikach Ish Isha Vaila. For Vaila, there has to be a process of Kicha. Which is, as the Rambam explains, is the Kenyan that you need to uh, do a, a an exchange, a physical Kenyan, in order to make a marriage happen. Yeshakayach, thank you very much, Rabbi Plotkin. Welcome, welcome. welcome. So we conclude we conclude Sefer Zmanim talking about the value of Shalom. As a matter of fact, at the very end of these halachas, the Rambam is going to say, Shalom al Yisrael. And uh, you are well known, first of all, you're a model shliach and have a thriving uh, community, but you're also known as someone who's an expert and who is uh, involved in the world of making shalom. So how did... You muted, you muted yourself. Sorry. Hello? Yeah, you're back. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know where you lost me. <laughs> mm. um, did you hear everything I said till now? Yes. Okay, so can you, uh, I don't know how many years it's been uh, on Shluchas, but how did this become your uh, raison d'etre? How did this become your field of expertise? Uh, and uh, uh, can you give us a little bit of how you and Shalom Bayes have connected over the years? Well, you know, we, we came out on Shluchas actually in, uh, in Tov Shemem Hay. That was the year that Rebbe spoke about And I believe you can say that Shluchas was in all the major cities they were to bring new shluchim out who were going to become part of the, of the communities uh, within the larger cities, for instance, right? So the world, the Chabad, the Nash communities and all these different places, but we haven't, we didn't penetrate, we didn't really get into the nitty gritty of the, 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 the secular crowd. 
And that, I think, started at that time with Shliach is a Shliach. So if you can say it, that's what the Rambam says over here, that Rav explains and we'll put the Sifas and Chelek Lamites, the concept of, of that Kedushin and Nesuin, and also Pegeya Beshuk, that you could be Pegeya Beshuk, you could meet a Yid in the, in the street, but you don't become part of their life. And the Kenyan, the transformation is the next level. So we had, over the years, we've had, uh, you know, uh, hundreds of weddings that we've done. And then an average year, I get 10 to 15 weddings that I participate in. And we started teaching the Chos and Kalas. And in the process, uh, we were teaching them Tadis Mishpacha, obviously, and to teach them about mikvah and, and, and all the important stuff. But at the same time, we realized that there's a big component that's, that's being missed out on. And, and based on the Rambam, Godel HaSholem and Sholem Bayis, uh, that that we have so much to offer, so much that we have and from the Rebbe Sichas, from the Rambam, that it, it is equally important. And it's even maybe more important because God Lasholin, right? It's it's greater than everything else to also include within it uh, ways for the for the young couples who are basically from secular backgrounds. Um, the Rebbe says everybody has a great background, obviously, so they're all from the best of Bnei Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, but these Bnei Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, they need, they need help. And especially in today's wild world, they need tips of how- So if they keep coming back to you, that means that your tips must work. So I mean, why don't you give, so, 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 so can we indulge you to give us uh, some of your top tips based on Torah, Chassidus, Rambam that you uh, share with people? We tell them that you 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 need to you need to invest, you know, right at the very beginning at the chuppah, the first thing you see that happens is, is there are certain things that are done under the chuppah which are really meant to be subliminal messages to the chassan and kala, that in order to make a marriage work, it's not good enough just to let it float and wait till this crisis and then come to the rabbi or to the counselor or to the therapist and go. You need to invest at the very, very beginning um, uh, into, into the marriage. And we, we, we speak to them about um, a concept of five different things that we see in the chuppah that we feel that need to be repeated again and again throughout the marriage, every day of the marriage, so that the marriage should work well. One of them is the most important thing that should happen is the ring ceremony, right? You say, So we speak to the couple about that in order to be satisfied within a marriage, you need to constantly be filling what's, what's known in the, in the world as, as, as the love tank. Everybody has within their heart, they need to be, their heart has to be filled. And it's almost like you drive a car. And if you don't fill the car, with, the, with, the, with enough gas, that you could have the best intentions, the car can't move. So the first thing you see on the chuppah, the first kind of gas that you need to put in is the harayat mikudeshasli. And that we speak to them is about constantly words of affirmation. To be positive, every morning you give a good morning to each other, you speak positively to each other. Um, this is this is something that we saw that the, the, the Rebbe was, was was so careful about the words we use, the negative words, but also the positive words. Every word that Rebbe taught us to speak about was positive energy and positive words. This 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 is a very important area. One time, some I think it was Rebbe Shemendu the Relic, 
wrote to the was 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 in New York, and the Rebbe says, you know, I want you to do something. I want you to tell me tell me a little bit about your marriage. And he he made him write down some things. So he wrote to the Rebbe, and then he wrote a whole bunch of compliments about his wife. And afterwards, he wrote to the Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, maybe uh, maybe maybe perhaps I should have been I should have not been so profuse in complimenting my wife. And what the Rebbe did is, in, in the response, he underlined the word should, and he crossed out the word not. In other words, it, it's never enough. It's never enough to, to, to say words of, words of affirmation. So we, this is the first thing we teach them about complimenting each other, being positive with each other, building each other up through words. The second aspect that we see in the chuppah is the ring ceremony. The ring ceremony is gifts. And this is also something that the Rebbe pushed a lot, that people should bring gifts to their wives. I and mean, it sounds like a simple idea. But I know that also, again, other stories of Geshem and the Gorelik, he was, in, he was in New York and the Rebbe called him in and he said, are you going home? He said, yes. He said, so what are you buying for your wife? He said, what do you mean? Buy my wife. He says, buy your wife a gift. He says, well, a gift? He says, yeah. says, yeah, I want you to go out, go to the store and, and, and go buy your wife a, a watch. And I want you to go, go to the store and bring back three watches and together we'll choose. So again, I, I think this is like God Lashelam. You can't have more than this. The Lubavitcher Rebbe should spend time with Geshem and the Gorelli picking out which is, and he told him, this is the nicest watch. <laughs> to teach, teach the Batlan, to teach him how to, to, to bring gifts to his wife. So the Rebbe, it's God Lashelam. The, the Rebbe who could have been doing so much other things with his time. This time he spent time so that to me, that's the second point we give to fill the love tank of marriage. You need to give words of affirmation. You need to give, you need to give gifts. And the third thing is, is of course, is acts of service. And that's what we're going to read about a lot in, in Hilchas issues about Ksuba, about the, the responsibilities to, that the husband has to the wife to do things, to do things for each other. And, um, just to mention another story, I don't know if this is with the Rebbe, but they tell the story with the Rebbe, and that's the story of the Rebbe. So it must be true uh, that, that someone came to the Rebbe and said, is it true that the Matzah Shabbos, if you fold your talis, that's a zgula for, for Shalom Bayis? So the Rebbe said, I, I don't know if, if folding a talis is, is, is a school for Shalom Bayis, but definitely washing the dishes is a school for Shalom Bayis. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's really it's really amazing because what we're about to study, the Ramam really quantifies the words, he quantifies the gifts, how much you give in, how much you give, and how and he quantifies the service. Now, some people think of it as like why, why, why are you taking something so romantic and actually putting parameters and this dollar amount around it and this dollar amount around it, but you right. actually quantify it, it makes it real. Right. And we're, we're right. so can you give us you have you have two more, but we only got another minute on this and we'll end up with something else. So give us give give us the last two. Just gonna get the last one uh, intimacy. I'm not gonna go on because that's for certain people that talk about intimacy. I'm not the intimacy guy, especially not in this forum. But we have this. The, 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 I gave you three of them. The fourth one is, is uh, that 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 we speak to the brides and grooms about is quality time, and that sometimes is the most important thing. The world gets so busy in life, and we don't spend time with each other. And we tell them that they have to put aside every day and to spend. And time is quality time is the most important thing. Quality time is time that you spend with each other, no matter what else you're doing. 
And uh, just another tidbit, a story of the Rebbe, which you probably know, your father was a doctor, and I heard the story from Dr. Weiss that the Rebbe said, the Rebbe, as we all know, used to come late at night, and the Rebbe always used to wait for the Rebbe with a, with a hot piping glass of tea. And they spend some time every night, you know, uh, spending some time with each other, quality time. And the Rebbe said that to him, that tea time was the same as putting on tefillin. Was just as valuable as putting out. Now you say that's a wild statement, and some people say, "Would the Rebbe have ever said that?" Well, God Lashalom, you see that today. That if you have, you have enough money for Hanukkah, lift the Shabbos candles. The Shabbos candles come. Shalom buys, trumps everything. So that's that's something in the Rebbe's personal life. You see that that aspect. So that's the. Fourth. So let me give you a, a quick question that, that that comes up, happens, maybe a thirty second response. The husband and the wife are on different pages in religious observance. One wants to send their kids to public school, one send their religious school, et cetera, et cetera. You face this, you have all these young couples, hopefully you keep them all together. What would you say? 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Wow, that's a powerful question. Um, it's, it's interesting you asked that question because I have a personal story that happened. We had a fellow in, the, in our shul that in a Chabad house that, that was growing in his Yiddishkeit leaps and bounds. And, and he, he, he was, he was mama, she wanted to divorce his wife because she was not up to keeping Taras HaMishpach. So she, she wasn't going to go to the mikveh. And to him, that was, it was like, do or die. And so he, so he wrote to, I told him, write to the Rebbe. So he wrote to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe responded, to divorce your wife. And actually, the answer came to me, for whatever reason. The answer came to me. And to, to tell him, to, 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 to divorce his wife. But your job, the Rebbe says to me, your job is to find uh, uh, friends for this wife, friends to surround her with friends who will slowly but surely convince her to go to the mikvah. So it was a different approach, not to break the marriage. Actually, the Rebbe also told to the, to the, to the guy himself, the job is to go out and find friends that will surround her and, and, and bring her to, to that level. And I thought that was such a powerful thing. Like wow. I, I wouldn't have known what to do. And this, this is a, it's a, different, it's a different approach. Wow, wow. Okay, before we let you go, Rabbi, a last thought, Shalom Bayis, Gadol HaShalom, Hilchas Ishus. We're going to be studying marriage for the next 25 prakim. For the next week, we're all going to be thinking about marriage all day long. So give us your final thought for us. My final thoughts is I speak about the five love languages, which I do a lot. I came up with a sixth one, which I think is even more important than all of them, which is represented by the, the, the chuppah itself, the chuppah that surrounds both of them. I, I mentioned before uh, quality time, that's, that's, that's symbolized by the, by the yichud room, but the chuppah that surrounds the two of them. I think that one, I, lots of times I have couples that come to us and say, we have real problems in our marriage. We've reached like a dead end. What can we do? You have some kind of suggestion to break us out of it. And a lot of time, myself and my wife, we, we recommend this to couples, is to get involved in something a little bit higher. Not, not to, to deal with petty, petty things of life every day, but to get involved in a shlichus or a mini shlichus or charity work or tzedakah. To get involved in, in, in a higher form of life. The Rebbe once sent uh, to many people a certain year, he was responding that in order to make it, uh, make life, when you, when you get mad, the bracha the Rebbe gave for the marriage was 
as it was machen lichtig and warm by andere, but the Ebersten machen lichtig and warm by If you make it warm and bright by other people, Hashem will make it warm and bright by you. So most people say that was the Rebbe like encouraging the couple to go on shlichus, to go help other people. It was like a, it was like the marching orders for them. Go make it, make it warm and bright for other people. But I thought of it, it's, it's maybe even more. The Rebbe was giving them marriage advice. The Rebbe was telling them, you want to make a happy marriage? You go out and you get away from the pettiness that you deal with every day. Get involved in something higher. The two of you together. And then you'll feed off each other. And you'll feel proud of each other when you succeed in that. And together you'll be living a higher life. And once you start living that higher life, sometimes some of the petty problems start to dissipate and move away. And we found that that actually has been a, a, a very, very powerful thing that has helped many, many people in Shalom Bayes. Yasha Kayach, Rabbi Plotkin, God should give you and your Rebetzin and your Chabad house many long, happy, healthy years to continue bringing Shalom, bringing new homes to the Jewish people. A tremendous Hatzlacha. Thank you very, very, very much. Big Yashikach to you guys for bringing the Rambam out in, in such a powerful, exciting way and, and, and enthusiastic way. And, and uh, keep, keep, up, keep up the good work. And then the, the, every Yid in the whole world should be learning Shlesha Prakim very shortly. Amen, amen. We got 24 Prakim left of marriage to go. And we'll be marriage experts by the next week. Thank you very much. Okay, as we conclude every week, we're going to now pull up the quiz. Can we please? We're now going to pull up the quiz uh, to see how well we remembered Sefer's Manim. We have 10 questions for us. I'm going to read them, and we're going to have a few moments to take the quiz. So here we go. Number one, which of the following halachas are not discussed in this book that we just learned? Sefer's Manim. Is it Hilchos Firas Ha'imer, Chamatzamatza, Kiddush HaChedish, or Tainus? Number two. Question number two. Which set of halachas in Sefer Zmanim has the grand total of 30 halachas? Which one has 30 halachas? Is it Hilcha Shabbos? No, it's not halachas. Sorry, 30 chapters, 30 prakim. Shabbos, Shvisas Asar, Kiddush HaChedesh, or Erevin. Okay, you'll remember that there is a measurement, number three, that we learned about called the Reichav Hasit, the width of a sit. That was in Hilcha Shabbos. What is that sit? Is it the length from the knee to the ankle? Is it from the thumb until the pinky, when the fingers are stretched, open to the limit? Is it from one ear to the other when measuring over the head? Or is it from the shoulder until the elbow? Okay, question number four. What kind of behavior does the Rambam say is not the joy of Yom Tev? It's the joy of a stomach. Is that a person who eats the meals but skips to go to Shulta Davin? Is that a person who goes to Shulta Davin but doesn't go to the public shear in the afternoon? Is that a person who doesn't invite the needy or the embittered to eat with him and his family? Or there is no such statement in the Rambam. Question number five, what type of Erev is not discussed in Hilchas Erevin? Which type of Erev did we not learn about? Is it Erev Chatseris, Erev Tchumen, Erev Tashilin? Or none of the above. Maybe we learned about all of them. Question number six. Regarding which prohibition does the Ramam suggest not to protest? The Ramam said, you know what? It's better they do it by accident than doing it on purpose. Is it women who eat uh, until night dark on right before Yom Kippur, every Yom Kippur? Is it women who carry handkerchiefs in their pockets on Shabbos? 
Is it people who wear weekday clothing on Cholomayet? Or is it people who are lax and attending Simchas Beis Sheva? Which one is it better they should do it and violate it accidentally than on purpose? Number seven, how is it possible to be high of Malchus for owning Chometz on Pesach? Is that, again, Malchus for owning Chometz on Pesach? Is that if you didn't get rid of your Chometz before Pesach? Is that if you made Chometz on Pesach? If you purchased Chometz on Pesach? Or is it B and C? Question number eight. For what halacha does the Rambam bring the Pasuk? We blow with shoifers and trumpets before God. Where does the Rambam mention that? Number one, A, is it that one should have kavana that he is standing in front of Hashem when he's blowing the shoifer? Is it that in the base Hamigdash, the shoifer was accompanied together with trumpets? Is it three to identify what is considered a true in the Torah? Or is it the need of saying, Malchis, Zechonis, and Shefers, and Musaf on Rosh Hashanah? Number nine. Regarding which mitzvah does Rama mention visiting sick people with a mitzvah item still in one hand, one's hand? Is that the mitzvah of Shefer, Lulav, Mikra Megillah, or none of the above? And finally, pertaining to which halacha does Rama write that there would be big feasts, big feasts. Was that about Simcha Space Sheva? Was that the second day of Yom Tov so that people will treat it with the proper respect? Was it about the witnesses who would come to testify for the new moon? Or was it about providing food for Yom Tov for the needy. What was that? Okay, get those answers in. You'll win a prize. And if we could please pull down the uh, poll, the uh, quiz, and we'll give the answers. I apologize for using my phone this time. My computer had a malfunction, so I'm using a cell phone. Okay, can we pull down the, the poll? Can we pull down the quiz? Okay, we're going to now give the answers. Here we go. The answers are, question number one was, what did we not learn about, what, which, which are not discussed in this book? Sphere Saimer. Sphere Saimer is not in this book. Which one, which set of laws has 30 chapters? The laws of Shabbos. What's the measurement of the width of a sit? That was the measurement from the thumb until the pinky where the fingers are stretched open to the limit. What type of behavior of joy does the Rambam consider to be joy of the stomach and not joy of Yamtiv? That was... When a person doesn't invite the needy to eat with him. Just having a meal without the needy. What type of Erev is not discussed in this book? That was Erev Tafshilin. Erev Tafshilin was not talked about in this book. What, um, where did the Rambam talk about it's better to let people violate something inadvertently than doing it on purpose? Those were women who eat all the way until dark, right before Yom Kippur. They really should start earlier, but if they don't, don't tell them about it. What was, how was it possible that someone could violate, they could have chametz on Pesach and receive the punishment of Malchus? That was B and C. If you made chametz on Pesach and if you purchased chametz on Pesach, both of those come along with a Malchus liability. Okay, number eight was, what did we learn from the Pesach? We learned that in the base Hamigdash, the Shefer was accompanied together with trumpets. The trumpets would go longer, the Shefer would go shorter, the Shefer would go longer, the trumpets would go shorter depending on when it was, but they had to come together. Okay, number nine. The Rambam says, visiting sick people with which mitzvah in hand? That was the mitzvah of Lulav. And finally, when did they have the big meals? Ah, the big meals were for the witnesses who came to testify for the new moon. This concludes our program here today. Thank you very, very much, everyone, for joining us here. Uh, may Hashem give us the strength, the ability to learn. Hilcha Sefer Nashim with strength, and we look forward to everyone joining us together for the Siyum of Sefer Nashim. Thank you to all those 
to Rabbi Ka- Rabbi's Cantor, Zachless, Lane, uh, and all those who helped make this such a beautiful program. I stand here in front of you representing them all. A lot of hard work goes into these programs. Thank you so much, Rabbi Paltiel and Rabbi Plotkin, uh, for sharing with us and invigorating us. Hatzlacha, a good week. Thank you very much.